Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We are live right here on Football Full Circle on the SportsGrid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. He is George Kurtz filling in for Joe Lisi, not only entering the weekend, but on the day following the weekend as well. George, thanks so much for being here on this Friday throughout the week on FFC. And George, the storyline of the NFL offseason, in my estimation, is the quarterback carousel. Aaron Rodgers out of the darkness, back in the sunlight and ready to make whatever decision he feels is best for his future in the National Football League. The contract negotiations, or maybe lack thereof, between Baltimore and Lamar Jackson continue on. What is his future with the flock? Might he play somewhere else in 2023? And then, George, it seems like Russell Wilson, or at least the PR people around Russell Wilson, always have something to do. All of that and more, George, on today's Football Full Circle. That's right. Don't make me call Cardano and make him, uh, you know, hey, it's either it's either Ben or me. All right? Uh, I want Ben fired. I want Joe Lisi fired. Better get rid of Andrew, too, behind the scenes. Yeah, let's go. Uh, I mean, it's just my God. Uh, don't get me wrong. I do think there's probably, where there's smoke, there is some fire there. I mean, a lot of us speculated that it was either going to be Wilson or Carroll. I, one had to go, and it looks like Seattle made the right choice, right? Uh, Cal got you to the playoffs with Geno Smith there, and Wilson was a bust there, and all the draft picks you got in return. But you're absolutely right, Ben. I mean, come on. We could, the football season's over, sure, but now it's just the next season, which is uh, you know, free agency and all that, and we get to talk quarterbacks every day, all day. Yeah. They're yeah. what, 12 to 14 teams that right now need a starting quarterback, and that's probably being kind. George, that's the number I've set it out as well. 12 to 14 in that range. That's almost half of the National Football League that has a quarterback question or multiple to answer this offseason. How they go about, George, answering those questions is going to be the biggest thing we have to follow. Some, if they have a high enough draft pick in the first round, George, of the 2023 NFL draft coming in late April, might look to a rookie quarterback. This draft class in 2023, a lot deeper, a lot more illustrious than the draft class of last year when Kenny Pickett was the only QB selected in that opening round, or George, it will be that veteran quarterback market as well with names that truly highlight the board. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, potentially, and Derek Carr. uh, George, let's start, though, with that conversation around Russell Wilson because a bombshell, and I say that in air quotes, although this is a radio show and you could not see that, a bombshell report from The Athletic earlier this morning about the end of Russell Wilson's tenure in Seattle in year number one as the quarterback for the Denver Broncos. George, a litany of issues that Russ had apparently with Pete Carroll, 
and GM John Schneider in Seattle, even asking before he was dealt, just a few days before he was traded to Denver, for the Seattle ownership group to get rid of GM John Schneider and head coach Pete Carroll, who he had spent the entire decade of his NFL career with. That didn't happen. And said they said, hey, Russ, we're good with Pete. We're good with John. Have fun in Denver. And then when he got to that Broncos organization, George, not only was it a disastrous year, a four-win Broncos football team that Russell Wilson looked like a shell of his former quarterback self by far, in a way, the worst year of his National Football League career that has now been going on for more than a decade. There were issues within that locker room as well that Russell Wilson would call mandatory player-only meetings for the offense on Tuesday, generally the off day in the National Football League that he would run with a quarterback's coach that he brought in personally. He had his own office away from the locker room that he would work out of on a daily basis that many considered strange. George, there seems to be a lot here, and oftentimes when there's this kind of report at this point of the offseason, when Russell Wilson is still entering year number two of his time with the Denver Broncos, when something like this is out there, George, and fleshed out from a major major publication like The Athletic, it means something wasn't working this past season, of course, for the Broncos. Yeah, this is not a surprise. Remember, even when he was with Seattle, uh, when things were all hunky-dory here, it wasn't like the players had his back in a lot of this. And Richard Sherman, when he was there, he wasn't even being cryptic about saying some of the things about Russell Wilson that he didn't like. You know, so this this is not really new here. Uh, Listen, I'm not really coming down on Russell Wilson. A lot of these guys had their own. Tom Brady was a different kind of cat, right? Yep. Had his own nutritious and all that stuff, uh, you know, that he wanted to go through. So I'm not just coming down on that, but it's all fine and good. When you're an all-pro and you know, mm. you're going to the playoffs, you're winning bowls here. When you're not, it all comes crashing down, right? When you're not that player anymore. You know, listen, I think Russell Wilson never got the credit he deserved while he would see it. Because a lot of times I thought he was just playing sandlot football. You know, pretty much going back, drawing up plays in the dirt. Listen, I know our offensive line's terrible. I'm going to run around here and avoid the rush here, and eventually I'll find somebody who's open. Which really seems to be Tyler Lockett or Baldwin or someone like that. You know, I don't think he had much help there. Uh, but at the end, you know, I think the, it just it all just wore thin there. Like I said, I do think there's yeah. some smoke to this. I don't know if he actually came out and said, hey, I want all these guys fired. You know, I don't know if he said that. But I do think Seattle had to make a choice, which is either him or them. You know, yeah. and in, in the end, they said, you know what? You're declining. We don't want to pay you this huge, huge contract here. We can trade you to another team and get, you know, reap all these uh, draft pick rewards and not have to pay you and still be what we think is going to be a good team. Hey, pretty easy choice there. And Russell Wilson, George, did release a statement on social media in response to that athletic report that came out this morning saying on his Twitter, quote, I love Pete and he was a father figure to me and John believed in me and drafted me as well. I never wanted them fired. All any of us wanted was to win. I'll always have respect for them and love for Seattle. So again, take for that what you will. But We'll talk about one more wrinkle of the Russell Wilson conversation and what year number two has in store for the Broncos up next here on FFC. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. We are back live right here on Football Full Circle on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM, Channel 159 as well. He's George Kurtz. I am Ben Stevens. George, we're talking about the big story that The Athletic released this morning about the end of Russell Wilson's Seattle tenure before he was traded away to the Denver Broncos and, of course, what was a miserable, dismal opening year in the Mile High City for Russ. George, all a part of this conversation is the fact that Russell Wilson, before his first year with the Broncos, after the trade from the Seahawks, signed a five-year, $240 million extension with more than $160 of that million dollars guaranteed. So, whether they like it or not, the Broncos organization is at least tied to Russell Wilson, it would seem, for the near future. Now, George, there was a wrinkle of that story where it was reported that Russ, although he contradicted that on his own social media today, that Russ wanted Pete Carroll and John Schneider, the head coach and GM in Seattle respectively, fired, and one of the guys that he highlighted he would like to be coached by was Sean Payton. Well, at least for that part, George, Russell Wilson got his wish as Sean Payton is now about to embark on his first year as the head coach for the Broncos organization. George, as you look at how that roster now plays out for Denver, how the structure of the coaching staff plays out, and Sean Payton hired former Broncos head coach Vance Joseph as the new defensive coordinator in the Mile High City yesterday. Do you think, George, Sean Payton can resurrect the career of Russell Wilson and the Broncos can be a winning football team once again next season? Ooh, a lot to break down there. Do I think he can resurrect the career of Russell Wilson? I mean, the last couple of games of uh, this season, Wilson was better. You know, I'm not going to say the Wilson uh, that we saw in Seattle, but he was better. You know, now it's a very small sample size, but will that, you know, uh, lead on to next season? Will he play better again? Uh, When will Javante Williams come back? What will Javante Williams look like when he comes back? Well, they have a uh, legitimate running game. They really didn't have that last year, so that puts more pressure on Wilson. Yeah, his receiving core theoretically will be healthier, right? Judy Sutton, Patrick Hamler, you know, healthier. Offensive mm-hmm. line could uh, be better. The defense is fine. Uh, I think Peyton will get will be good for him. Yes, because Peyton's not going to put up with any garbage, right? He's not any garbage. That's not you know he, what are they his own quarterback coach, his own offensive coach. No, that's not happening. It's Peyton's way or the highway. He, he wanted to play for him. Well, now you're going to play for him. Do I think he'll be better than he was last year? That's not saying much. Yes, yeah. I do. Because I, I don't think he can play worse. I just don't think he can. <laughs> I think he'll be better. Brad, uh, a winning team? Boy, division, Kansas City, pretty damn good. Chargers always should be better than what they actually are, but they're good. We'll see what the Raiders do here. Uh, I think they'll be around a winning team. <laughs> I mean, I'm sort of hedging my bets yet. They'll be around a 9-8 yeah. team. You know, but I don't think... 
Do I think they'll win the division? No. Do I think they'll be in the wild card hunt? Yes. How about that? A career low career uh, a completion percentage for Russell Wilson last year, 60.5%. Tied for the second most interceptions he had thrown in a single season as well with 11. By far, the least amount of touchdown passes Russell Wilson had thrown in his 11-year NFL career, only 16. 16 touchdowns to just 11 interceptions. A completion percentage of 60.5%. Georgian over 3,500 yards, which actually is not by any way. It's more in the middle of the pack of Russell Wilson's yardage totals over his 11-year NFL career, but just never seemed to be in a groove with Nathaniel Hackett, who, of course, was fired before the end of 2022, and Sean Payton is seen to be one of the best offensive minds in football. That will be his task, and George, it's interesting, right, when you put it all into perspective, this is a first-year head coach, at least as a new team, but of course, Sean Payton, a long pedigree, a Super Bowl-winning pedigree as a head coach. This is not a young quarterback trying to figure things out, although he looks to improve greatly on a relatively down year in 2022. George, this team is not built to find their footing Maybe get to 9-8 and eight this year, then next year contend for a playoff spot, and then maybe in three, four years down the line, they're hoping to be in the AFC Championship hunt. This is a team that is built to, and in my opinion, George, it is necessary that the Broncos organization wins now. If they fail to live up to expectation, and we'll see exactly what that expectation looks like in terms of a win total when we get closer to this NFL season in 2023. But, George, if they fail to live up to expectation, I think despite what might be a lot of money lost, the Broncos will look to move on from Russell Wilson. I think they are invested into Sean Payton, and they have given up a ton of draft capital for both of these guys because, again, Sean Payton wasn't fired by the Saints. His contract did not come to an end in New Orleans when he decided to step away. So Denver needed to trade assets to New Orleans for Sean Payton. But George, if they come up short, I think Russell Wilson could be gone. George, uh, Sean Payton will certainly still be the guy, I think, for a couple of seasons in the Mile High City. But this is not a team, George, that is looking to get competitive and hopefully better and take some strides and maybe they get to a 500 record this year. No, this is a team built to and needs to win now, George. It's just a question, can Denver actually accomplish that? Well, this is why I was surprised that Payton took this job. You know, I mean, theoretically, he had his choice of any job he wanted, right? It was Sean Payton. Everybody wanted him here. Uh, he interviewed for several other jobs here. Why would you want to go to a team where you don't know about the quarterback? And we don't know about Wilson. He'll be 35 during the season. I mean, there are more question marks about uh, on this Denver Broncos team than there are on an SAT test. We just don't know about Russell Wilson. What kind of uh, what kind of player he's going to be? You know, uh, can he can he yep. rebound? Or is what we saw last year? That's it. Because if that's it, you're right. They're moving on. They have no choice. You're not going to win anything with Russell Wilson. All right? And it's not just Russell Wilson you've got to worry about. I mentioned the reports about Javante Williams now are not good about him starting the season. It looks like yeah. he'll be out most of this, if not all of the season. Which means, what do you do there, Ben? You, do, you don't have a running game right now. I mean, uh, Latavius Murray and Chase Evans ended the season uh, as your top running backs there. That's not going to get it done. You know, your receiving core is good, you know, so I think you'll be all right there, assuming it stays healthy. Offensive line could use some work. Defense is good enough as it is now. Do I think it gets better? Probably might get better, but it's good enough to win now. Yeah. But this, this offense is almost a work in progress here. So I, I would 100% agree with you. If Wilson is not – and this is what Peyton's going to do this year is judge Wilson. Yeah. If he thinks, hey, it's not working, 
For hey, sure. I assume he's got the clout to go. That's it. I don't care what the uh, the cap ramifications are. We're moving on. Yeah, George, it's a great point, right? There's obviously a relationship, a connection between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson where Sean will look to have Russ cook once again. But it doesn't mean he's tied to Russell Wilson. If it does not work out this year and Sean goes to George Payton, the GM for the Broncos, or that Broncos organizational brass and says, hey, guys, listen, Russ is just not the guy that he was for 10 years in Seattle. We need to make a move. I think they are going to make a move. And yes, Javante Williams might not be there at the start of the year, George, but there is talent certainly on the outside for that Broncos organization. Jerry Judy, Tim Patrick should be back after missing all of this previous year. Cortland Sutton as well. There are pieces at the offensive disposal, both for Sean Payton to work with and hopefully Russell Wilson to find his stride once again. There is not going to be that grace period, though, in my opinion, for Denver to work itself out. And defensively, to bring in Vance Joseph, the former head coach in the Mile High City and one of the more respected defensive minds in all of the National Football League, George, I think is a home run hire. Vance Joseph is a really good defensive coach. And when you look at what the Broncos have done in the last couple of years, they are really good defensively. With Vic Fangio two years ago, the second best scoring defense in the National Football League, top 10 in total defense. And before the absolute dumpster fire really all year long for the Broncos, but certainly toward the end of the year when I think a lot of people were checked out and fed up. The Broncos for the first 14 weeks, George, of last year's NFL season were a top three scoring defense as well. The pieces are in place on that side of the football for Vance Joseph. Now, the Broncos, George, 25-1 to currently to win the AFC on the FanDuel Sportsbook. It is the seventh longest price. When you look at where those odds stack up right now, it would not make the Broncos one of the seven playoff teams within the AFC. We'll see what the optimism looks like for the Broncos as this offseason rolls on and I cannot wait to see what that win total is for 2023 given it was nine and a half or ten at points in the 2022 offseason more of that to come on football full circle up next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com kohler smart toilets introduce a new standard of design and cleanliness sculptural forms intuitive technology and total personalization with integrated warm water cleansing heated seats and warm air dryers for peace of mind and convenience there are touchless lids seats flush and a self-sanitizing bidet wand now you can even use voice commands with numi 2.0 featuring built-in amazon alexa explore the complete lineup at kohler.com smart toilets and discover what you've been missing we got another day of NBA action, so it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. 
Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan, backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. We are live on FFC right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. He's George Kurtz. I am Ben Stevens. All right, George, now we move from one Russell Wilson in the Denver Broncos to one named Aaron Rodgers. He is out of the darkness. He is into the sunlight. And now, George, I don't really care what the retreat looked like in Southern Oregon, how nice the cave that Aaron Rodgers stayed in looked like, and all of the amenities of that hole in the ground. What I care about, George, and I think a lot of folks around the National Football League do, especially those making the important decisions, is what Aaron Rodgers found out from the darkness. Did the dark tell Aaron Rodgers, George, hey, it's best for you to stay put. Stay in the state of Wisconsin. Continue your career as a Green Bay Packer. Or did the darkness say to Aaron Rodgers, hey, I hear New York is pretty nice in the fall. Or what about reuniting with Devontae Adams in Las Vegas? So, George... If you could put your mindset into that of the darkness in the wilderness in Southern Oregon, what would you tell Aaron Rodgers, and what do you think he learned? This is hilarious. I mean, the darkness. The darkness is telling him what to do. Uh, This is just great. I mean, don't we usually think that the wide receivers are of a diva position here, right? I mean, is there anybody who wants more publicity and people to talk about than Aaron Rodgers? I mean, come on. I'm going to go sit in the cave. If you believe it, the cave is, what, 300 feet, uh, 300 square feet with a a queen-size bed, a bathroom, and a uh, a meditation mat. That's it. Anybody buying that for seven days or whatever the hell he's in there? Uh, I'm not sure I can do that for a night, by the way, Ben. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you you just have to be kidding me. Now, really, you have to be kidding me. Uh, Somebody who's just desperate and crying for attention here. I said, do I know what he's going to do? No. I think even even the Packers right now are like, oh, just please want to move on. I think the last thing the Packers want to hear is that the darkness. By the way, if he's still in shadow, does that mean six more weeks of winter? Is that how that works? You know, can, you uh, but, see, can you see your shadow, George, when there's no sunlight? Right? Isn't sunlight necessary to see his shadow? I don't know. I think he, has his, I think he thinks he's his own light. <laughs> right. right. He provides That's his true. own sunlight. He has his own power source. Uh, uh, whatever. Uh, I don't listen. I think the Packers would like to move on from him, but we're waiting for Rodgers. Do you want to stay in Green Bay? You know, and if not Green Bay, where do you want to go? Is it the Jets? I don't think Green Bay is trading within the conference. You know, certainly not the division. So I think any chance for Tampa Bay, which I think would be somewhat interesting because they have weapons, Godwin Evans, assuming they'll keep both for cap purposes, I think that's in a would be in a place he might not mind going, sort of following Tom Brady there, or maybe he doesn't want to follow Tom Brady. You know, doesn't want to do that. The Jets would make some sense here. I mean, you got Garrett Wilson, young quarterback. Uh, Brees Hall, granted, coming back from the ACL, but his injury uh, is not quite as devastating as the one that looks like the Javante Williams, so he is on uh, pace to return uh, for week one. Uh, Defense, certainly there. It's good. Offensive line, work in progress. Uh, So I think that makes some sense. And the Jets are sort of all in here, Ben. All right? Uh, They've already inquired to Green Bay about him. Derek Carr went there last week, and Carr, from all accounts, had a great meeting, was happy there. Jets not offering him a contract yet because they want to find out about Rodgers first. You know, listen, it's the right. Jets. This, would this shock you at all, Ben? Remember, this is the Jets, J-E-T-S. All right? They're waiting on Rodgers. Rodgers doesn't go to them and car starts with someone else in the meantime, and the Jets are screwed again. George, it's a really good point, and I think that is what we are seeing here. 
Joe Lisi made the comparison yesterday. It's like when you're bar hopping with your friends in your early 20s and you go and you meet somebody out at a bar and you get their number and you're like, wow, that person's pretty cool. Then you go to the next bar, you meet somebody you like a little bit more and you kind of forget about that first person and you're still in the game out on the field, taking numbers. That seems like what New York is doing right now with Derek Carr in comparison to Aaron Rodgers. They are in love with Derek Carr. They are infatuated with Derek Carr. George, they have even told Derek Carr reportedly that if he goes and becomes a member of the New York Jets, he will be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But then they look at Aaron Rodgers and they say, we don't need to make that joke. Aaron Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Famer whenever he decides to hang it up. And so I think they are waiting, George, to see what Aaron Rodgers tells the Packers he wants to do. My favorite thing about this whole darkness retreat in Southern Oregon is Adam Schefter of ESPN breaking down the specs of the room like he's detailing the amount that was given back in a trade package. It's like, oh, here's a second round pick in 2024. Here's a fourth round pick in 2025. It's what he's doing when he's highlighting what Aaron Rodgers stayed in in Southern Oregon. It's a wild, wild story. George, I'm not entirely sure how this situation is going to play out. I entered this offseason thinking it'd be like the last few offseasons where Aaron Rodgers would say what he would say. He would go around his media tour. He would say how he's at odds with the Packers brass somehow, some way, make his subtle benign comments and then make his way back to Green Bay for another year because it's his best opportunity to win. Now George went the other way. I don't think he wants to be with the Packers. And frankly, George, you said it, right? What does Aaron Rodgers tell Green Bay with the hope that the Packers organization and their front office is like, tell us you want to leave. Tell us you want to leave. Tell us we want to leave. I think Green Bay, George, is probably reaching the point where they're like, listen, we're not going to do this song and dance again. We've had a great time together, nearly two decades, 18 years to be exact. It's time for us to move on. We invested in Jordan Love. You hated that, but we're going to see what Jordan Love has at the quarterback position entering his fourth year. Aaron, you should know that philosophy well. It's exactly what happened when you were drafted, sat on the bench for three years behind Brett Favre, and then you became the starter in year number four. And you saw great success. Four MVP awards in the regular season. A Super Bowl championship. You are one of the best quarterbacks in the modern era of this sport, but it is time for both parties, for the betterment of both parties, George, for them to move on. I wouldn't be surprised if those are the conversations kind of happening in conjunction. It's not just the Packers waiting hand and foot on what Aaron Rodgers has ultimately decided but them offering up their own perspective as well oh i 100 i think i think you put it very nicely i think i think the packers want to move on here and for the reason you mentioned there they they need to find out about, on the football field they need to find out about love can he be that guy or do we are we have to make a find another quarterback of the future that sort of thing plus let's face it i think they're also thinking boy that's at least one number one coming our way maybe two number ones for Rodgers. We can play this right, right? For sure. So I think, you know, listen, we can even get a bonanza as far as draft picks. We find out about love. We can rebuild that way. And uh, listen, we, we get rid of the circus here. And Ben, you and I are, you know, you and I are in New York. Rodgers in New York media should Oof. be fun. I mean, it should be fun every Monday after a game, right? Or Sunday night after a game here. You know, there's media day. I think that would be a blast. Uh, you know, when he has a bad game or a so-so game or this happens and that happens, see what's going on here. So uh, I look forward to that as well. Uh, but like I said, it's, 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 just, it's always in the back of my head. It's the Jets. They generally don't go their way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, get, I think what Lee said about the other, you know, meeting uh, uh, girls at a bar and you get numbers here. You like this girl, but you like this girl better. So you're waiting for the, the one you like better. 
it's gonna give me the phone call. And then all of a sudden, she doesn't. You go back to the other girl, and she's dating somebody already. So you lose out on both. And uh, it wouldn't shock me at all. And then the Jets are like, oh, Jimmy G? You're going to pay this guy now $35, $40 million a year? Yeah. And, George, it's a really good point, right? I've made this example a few times here on either Football Full Circle or on the morning after. We are directly compares, uh, comparing Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. We have done that now for the last two years because Devontae Adams left Green Bay where he played with Aaron Rodgers to go join his best friend in the desert in Las Vegas. Derek Carr and Devontae Adams gave us all a soundbite last year where he said how great it was for his career as a wide receiver to go from one Hall of Fame quarterback to the other. And we all know that that's maybe not the case right now for Derek Carr, but they've been weirdly tied, George, despite really not having many commonalities here in the last few years. Yes, they're both from California, but that's really about it outside of what Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers have done in their NFL careers. And yet here we are again, George, with a direct comparison between these two. Aaron Rodgers might go to Las Vegas, where Derek Carr spent the first nine years of his NFL career. Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers, it seems, are both in contention to become the new starting quarterback for the New York Jets. And I'm not going to say, George, that Derek Carr is a better overall quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. I've made this point, though. I'll make it again. I think Derek Carr is a more attractive commodity for the New York Jets than Aaron Rodgers should be. Even if Aaron Rodgers gets back to the MVP level, which would be sensational, it does not guarantee the New York Jets even win their own division because of how tough the AFC East is going to be in the gauntlet the AFC as a conference is as a whole. So even if you do that, and Aaron Rodgers gives you one good year, two good years, he has not reiterated any desire, George, to play until he is 45. I don't think there is a long career left for Aaron Rodgers. Meanwhile, Derek Carr has only played nine years in the NFL. He is a veteran for sure, but probably still has at least five more good years. And the biggest thing here being, George, not even times of duration left in their career, but the money that is owed. Aaron Rodgers needs to be acquired. You will need to send Green Bay, George, like you mentioned. I think at bare minimum, two first-round draft picks. That's what Russell Wilson got. I think at bare minimum, you will need to send two first-round draft picks, but regardless, a ton of draft capital for Aaron Rodgers. And then, George, he's the highest-paid quarterback next year in the NFL, owed more than $50 million. Yes, Green Bay might be on the hook for some of that in whatever trade deal that is eventually brokered. But because you can just sign Derek Carr, George, and negotiate what you feel is fair value for his services, I think Derek Carr is the more attractive commodity right now than Aaron Rodgers. That might sound crazy, but that's truly what I believe. See, I don't think it sounds crazy, but I think there could be an argument made against you in the fact that, you know, Derek Carr has thrown 14 interceptions the past two years combined. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, each year. 14 interceptions and 21-14 last year. Only completed 60.8% of his passes last year, and he had Devontae Adams. So he had a very down year. He needs to play a little better himself as well. It's a good point. And again, Aaron Rodgers is a more talented quarterback, will have a better resume than Derek Carr, even if he becomes that first ballot Hall of Famer in New York. I won't argue that. I just think at this current moment, Derek Carr is as attractive at bare minimum as Aaron Rodgers for your future of your NFL organization. More of the show next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Kohler Smart Toilets introduce a new standard of design and cleanliness, sculptural forms, intuitive technology, and total personalization with integrated warm water cleansing, heated seats, and warm air dryers. For peace of mind and convenience, there are touchless lids, seats, flush, and a self-sanitizing bidet wand. Now you can even use voice commands with Numi 2.0, featuring built-in Amazon Alexa. Explore the complete lineup at Kohler.com slash Smart Toilets and discover what you've been missing. We got another day of NBA action, so it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. We keep it rolling here on Football Full Circle in this offseason. And the storyline of the offseason is the quarterback conversation around the National Football League. If you want to offer your thoughts here on FFC, maybe personify the darkness that Aaron Rodgers found in Southern Oregon and tell us where you think he is going to go for 2023, make sure to call into the Sports Grid call-in line, 844-843-6879. He's George Kurtz. I'm Ben Stevens. George, the next quarterback that might be another vital cog in how this offseason plays out is Lamar Jackson. Now, George, as we go through this offseason, it looks a lot like the last two offseasons for Lamar and Baltimore, trying to come to terms on a long-term contract extension following Lamar Jackson's rookie deal. As we got reports from ESPN's Jeremy Fowler and a few others over the past 48 hours or so, George, Lamar Jackson has reportedly asked Baltimore for a contract that is fully guaranteed, a lot like the numbers Deshaun Watson got after he was traded for by the Cleveland Browns last offseason. That is a five-year deal, $230 million. All of that money is fully guaranteed. There was another report, George, that at the beginning of last season, the Ravens offered Lamar Jackson a five-year deal, $250 million. About $166 million of that was reportedly guaranteed and Again, by reports, Lamar Jackson said no to that deal. George, I was already under the belief, or always under the belief, I guess I should say, with how much Baltimore has invested in incorporating their entire offensive scheme around Lamar Jackson, that they would come to some form of agreement. Eventually, it would make sense, and Lamar Jackson would sign a long-term deal for Baltimore. But as the off-seasons have rolled on, as the days pass, George, in this off-season, it seems more and more likely that Lamar Jackson might not be playing in Baltimore next season. Oh, God, what I think is going on here, Ben, is this. Uh, I think Baltimore, remember when Deshaun Watson signed his contract uh, with Cleveland, uh, Baltimore is one of those teams that came out heavy against it, right? I'm going to give them all this, uh, all this guaranteed money, blah, blah, going to ruin the league, da, 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 da. And now they're up against it because Lamar is demanding this. The same thing, more. You know, he wants more. 
You know, and I think that's the issue here. They don't want to give them uh, that guaranteed contract. They just don't. Uh, it, I 100% agree. Listen, Lamar Jackson's a very good quarterback. You know, uh, they've never given him the weapons to, to find out if he, can, if he can really be a true downfield threat, and you traded the one you had, Marquise Brown. All right, so we don't know about that, but I, I certainly think he can. Uh, I think he would have played last year if he had a contract. I do. I, I'm one of those people I think he would have played in the playoff games at the end of the season if he had that guaranteed contract. But he was sort of saying, hey, you screwed me over. Why not give it to me? Well, hey, guess what? It comes back to you, and now I ain't playing without a contract. That sort of thing. Uh, that offense is built around Lamar Jackson. He doesn't play yeah. this year. Baltimore's toast. All right, they're just toast. Uh, they can't change that offense to a traditional offense. In one offseason, it's not going to happen. Especially when we don't know, we have no idea when this Lamar Jackson saga will end. You know, does it end somewhere in France? Does it end before the draft? Does it end during training? Well, when is it going to end here where we know he's, if he's not going to be the quarterback there? So I think that's what it all comes down to. Who blinks first? Will Lamar Jackson take, I don't know, 180 guaranteed? Or does it have to be more than uh, the Sean Watson? It has to be 240, 250 guaranteed. Who will blink first here? You know, and I. I think in the end, what's going to happen is uh, now people think Lamar Jackson is, uh, is negotiating by himself. He is being advised by the union. There was a union rep there. It's just Lamar doing, I guess, most of the decision making here. Yeah. I think in the end, he's going to get a truckload of guaranteed money, but not the two forty where Baltimore could save face. Oh, we gave him, you know, I don't know, eighty percent of his contract guaranteed, but not the whole thing. I think that's what's going to happen. So I, I'm going to say he remains in Baltimore because I just can't see Baltimore walking away. And going, all right, we're going to change everything and give up a year or two. And by the way, who's their quarterback going to be? I mean, who? We're not hearing them in there, the, you know, for Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr, you know, yeah. or anybody else here. They're not going to be in a position to draft one unless you trade up for it. I mean, if they walk, this is why I just can't, I, I just can't see them doing that. You know, I, I fully acknowledge that it all, all signs are pointing to a divorce here. I fully acknowledge that. But I yeah. just can't see that. In the end, cooler heads, so smarter heads have to prevail. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree, George. When you look at how Baltimore has orchestrated their offensive scheme since Lamar Jackson was drafted in 2017, it's been very, very different. Or 2018, whatever it was. It's been a very different system than most teams around the NFL. Now... As our good friend on the Sports Grid Network, Warren Sharp, laid out yesterday on social media, George, they have not invested in the wide receiver position. They haven't. They are 32nd out of 32 NFL teams in spending on the wide receiver spot since Lamar Jackson was drafted in 2018 and became the starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens during his rookie year. They have not invested in the resources around him. George, they have a new offensive coordinator. Greg Roman no longer there. It is Todd Munkin. Todd Munkin was the offensive coordinator the past few seasons for the defending back-to-back national champions in college football, the Georgia Bulldogs. Maybe Stetson Bennett makes his way to Baltimore this offseason in the NFL draft. I joke, but honestly, who knows if they decide to part ways with Lamar Jackson. George, what I find so fascinating is reportedly again, I say reportedly because you can believe what you want to believe and make sure you trust your sources and how you do things, but reportedly, George, in the look for a new offensive coordinator, Lamar Jackson wasn't as uh, intimately involved, maybe, as some expected, and the offensive coordinator stressed what Lamar Jackson has been told since he left Louisville, and that was... We want to develop you more as a pure passer. Enough with this narrative, George. Enough with it for Lamar Jackson. 
enough with it for other quarterbacks around the National Football League. I am tired, George, of the idea that a quarterback who was athletic enough to utilize his legs in a very prolific way to rush for a 1,000 yards a season and score touchdowns at a high rate like we saw with Jalen Hurts ending with 18 in a single season for the Philadelphia Eagles. I am fed up with the idea, George, that somehow that takes away from their ability to be a pocket passer or a pure passer. It is not a detriment to have a quarterback athletic enough to be a two-part facet of your offensive game plan. That should only be seen as a benefit. And frankly, George, it's not just about breaking the pocket, being called a design run in an RPO-style play, and getting it 12 yards on a run. It's the ability to manipulate and maneuver the pocket with that athleticism, with that mobility, to then make throws that other quarterbacks can't. Even the best pure passers can't do at moments of chaos in the backfield. So this idea that Lamar needs to develop as a pure passer and then he's worth the guaranteed money that he's asking for, malarkey, in my opinion, George. Oh, you're getting the wrong year from me, Ben. I'm right there with you. Plus, if you want him to develop as a pure passer, then as Warren said, you might want to get him a receiver or two. All right, it's a joke that's going on here. You don't pay for it for so you don't draft it. All right, so how can you blame him for it? You don't give him anybody to throw the ball to. All right, listen, that obviously has all been Lamar and what he can do with his legs, right? And the running backs as well, by the way. Don't want to discount that. And Mark Andrews has been really good uh, for right. the most part. But uh, yeah, like I said, Lamar doesn't get the, the love he deserves here. And by the way, in this day and age, don't you want a running quarterback? Yeah. You sort of have to have it. You can't have these. these listen, I think the days of Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, Troy Aikman, they're, those, they're gone. Now, those kind of quarterbacks are gone because you want someone who can move. I'm not saying they all need to be Lamar Jackson or they all need to be Justin Fields or Josh Allen. You know, no, but they need to be able to move. You need to be able to protect yourself, you know, and yep. you know, to get out of that pocket here. Three, five, four, seven-step drops and throw the football? Uh-uh. you got to be able to move in this, uh, today's football here. And uh, listen, do I, do I wonder if Lamar Jackson can beat that prolific uh, passer? I do. I do. But I, can also, I also know my offense can work even if he's not. You know, yeah, I can make it, it around him. For sure. And it's a great point, George. Mark Andrews is one of the best tight ends in the National Football League. They have been pretty much for the entirety of Lamar Jackson's career when he's been healthy, a top three rushing offense in the National Football League. Hard to defend because Lamar can make game-breaking plays on a consistent basis. And we saw that with a healthy Lamar Jackson earlier this season. George, again, for the second straight year, he only played in 12 games. But again, Lamar Jackson was able to put up a ton of yards on the ground this year. He ran for 764 yards in 12 games, scored three times. Last year, 767 yards in only 12 games. During his MVP season in 2019, he ran for over 1,200 yards. He scored seven times, and then the passing stats were really good too. A 66.1% completion percentage, 36 passing touchdowns, George, to only six interceptions, and had the best QBR in all the National Football League. So malarkey that he needs to be a better pure passer. You have an offensive system that highlights the best of his abilities, and when he is healthy and he feels like he is loved by his organization, you are going to see the best of Lamar Jackson. George, with the new offensive coordinator and Todd Munkin, could they be looking to make some changes to the style of play? Maybe, and maybe that leads to Lamar Jackson being dealt this offseason. But there's one more additional point, George, that I think is fair to say. 
in our Fade the Public poll that we do every day on the morning after. We ask a question out to the people at Sports Grid TV on Twitter and get their responses. Today, it was a simple question with two simple answers that need maybe a little bit more context. Will Lamar Jackson be a Baltimore Raven in 2023? Yes or no? A majority of the votes, George, had no at 55%. But with that being said, again, Lamar Jackson's not a free agent. He would need to be acquired. And what is a likely scenario, George, even if a long-term contract extension is not reached between Lamar and the Ravens, the Ravens front office can place the franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. He might not be happy with that. He might threaten to sit out this season or hold out for most of the offseason workouts and training camp, but they can franchise tag him, which would keep him a member of the Baltimore Ravens and maybe even lead to him playing in 2023 in Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a strange situation. I say, uh, you know, you got me thinking now. <laughs> I mean, could they really? Because I just keep coming back to this, Ben. All right, let's say uh, Lamar is not, not going to be there. What are they going to do? I mean, you know, what are they? I, I mean, what are you doing? Are you start? Are you literally starting from scratch here? Are you going to draft another quarterback that's like Lamar? Because you, if you want to keep the same office, then you have no choice but to do that, right? You're not drafting a, a pocket passer because that won't work in your offense. It's going to take a year or two to in, install a new offense. Now you did uh, get rid of the offensive coordinator, so maybe that's part of this, right? You're already getting uh, ready to move on here. And who's leading this charge? Is it all about the money, or is there, or there's some in the back of the head of including Harbaugh that oh. You know, maybe he's not the guy. You know, even though he's been, the only reason you've won on offense, the I mean, defense has always been pretty good. You know, so it, this is just strange to me. You have something that works. Why are we blowing it up? Yep. I, I just don't get it. Is it all about the money? You can afford the money. Don't give me a – like I said, there's, there's got to be a compromise that can happen here. Unless, I, listen, I could be very wrong here, Ben. And maybe Lamar's like, that's it. 250 yep. guaranteed or I ain't signing. That's it. I don't want to hear anything else. But that's not really what we're hearing here. I think that's what he wants. But that's, you know, hey – if I, whenever you go into a negoti- no, negotiation, you always ask for the moon and you work it down from there, right? That's what you right. do. Right. So what is Daniel Jones? I want $45 million a year from the Giants. Sure. Ask for the moon here. And then we'll yeah. see what you end up at. So I have to think there's some kind of happy, com- well, I don't know about happy compromise, but compromise that can be made here. But I just find it really strange here what's going on with Baltimore. Not, you, it got me thinking here. Could they really? You know, why is this taking so long? Right. Yeah. You know, what is going on here? I, maybe there is something else going on other than just uh, the money. Maybe it's more, it is more on-the-field football stuff as well. Yeah, it's a good point, George. Like, I was a believer in the last two off-seasons, and a good friend of the morning after is Melissa Kim. She is the team reporter for the Baltimore Ravens, and, you know, she works for the team. Maybe she's downplaying it a tad. I'm not entirely sure, but I always got the idea of, like, all right, they're trying to be proactive. They're trying to get this contract extension done. It is not dire at this moment. But as the off-seasons pass, and now the days pass, and we're getting all of this reporting, George, it seems more and more likely that Lamar Jackson might actually be on the trading block somehow, some way, this off-season from the Baltimore Ravens. Where might he land? That could be an exciting conversation up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Kohler Smart Toilets introduce a new standard of design and cleanliness, sculptural forms, intuitive technology, and total personalization with integrated warm water cleansing, heated seats, and warm air dryers. For peace of mind and convenience, there are touchless lids, seats, flush, and a self-sanitizing bidet wand. Now you can even use voice commands with Numi 2.0, featuring built-in Amazon Alexa. Explore the complete lineup at Kohler.com slash smart toilets and discover what you've been missing. We got another day of NBA action, so it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. And just can't Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. Just a few more minutes left right here on Football Full Circle on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. All right, George, we just spent the entirety pretty much of the last segment discussing Lamar Jackson's future with the Baltimore Ravens. And could it actually happen? Would the Ravens decide to deal Lamar Jackson if a long-term contract extension is not reached this offseason between the two parties? Let's go there, George. Let's go to the hypothetical. If Lamar Jackson is on the trading block, like we discussed with Aaron Rodgers, you're going to need to give Baltimore a ton in return. Multiple draft picks, probably multiple first-round draft picks for Lamar Jackson. But, George, where would you be most interested to see Lamar Jackson suit up if it's not for the Ravens next year? Well, wouldn't that be interesting? What did I say earlier? Jets lose out on Aaron Rodgers mm. and maybe Carr's already signed with somebody. Boy, that would be nice, right? I mean, if you're going to give a couple of picks up, right? You're going to give a couple of picks for Rodgers anyway. you got to give up more for Lamar Jackson, I would imagine, because he's so much younger here. But that actually might be a better fit because you'd have a guy for longer, right? And he's much younger. You could have a guy for another six, seven, eight, ten years. So uh, I'll, I'll go if the Jets lose out. That would make things interesting. But I might point out that I think Lamar Jackson and Baltimore, they would be a good fit for anybody who loses out. Because it's really like, listen, it's Rodgers' car, then there's a downgrade. And Jimmy G's yeah. okay, but there's a downgrade after that. You and I already said 12 to 14 teams are going to be changing quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Whether you're drafting it or, you know, you put the Giants and the Seahawks in there as well with franchise tags. So they it's just a couple of teams, you know, music stops. They don't have a chair. So I think we could go on and on and on here about teams. How yeah. about the Raiders? You know, same thing. They can do without a quarterback. It'll be very interesting, George, for all that we just said and both of us highlighting Lamar Jackson as a great NFL quarterback that because of what he can do athletically should not take away from the idea he's not still a pure passer. It would be interesting to see how Lamar Jackson would fit into these other organizations, just knowing him only as a Baltimore Raven and knowing that only the Baltimore Ravens designed and filled out a lot of their roster outside of the wide receiver spot to best accommodate Lamar Jackson and his talents. And then what would the Ravens do if they've done all of that and invested in Lamar Jackson and they do decide to trade him away? That does it for Football Full Circle here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. The Money Line is up next.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.